Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 Welcome to a, another episode of the Brody Stanley Project. This is the second episode um, of this series. I just want to thank everyone for their feedback. Hopefully, you enjoyed the last episode. Uh, definitely, uh, we'll kind of you know build upon the the, the prior episodes and kind of uh, continue to improve these episodes. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into the the first player. Now, this one uh, was kind of interesting as I did some research. So. Uh, for some of you that already know, 2019 was the very first year where we essentially just did a, a full-on um, draft that was, you know, you drafted all the players within the file. 2020 was the first amateur draft. Uh, so the first player we're going to look at is Tim Putt-Putt Robinson. He's a starting pitcher. Um, he was the number one pick in the amateur draft. Uh, so the very first player to ever start in this in this file so I thought it'd be kind of cool to see his career now that we've amassed a decade essentially uh, so with that he was selected in the 2020 uh, number one uh, the first overall pick by the uh, by Palmetto um, and at that time he the OSA was around four four and a half star pitcher he had a, a 98 hundred mile an hour fastball um, he was ranked as the number 28 prospect by OSA at that time his pitch repertoire, he uh, throws it super hard, right? So his fastball is one of his better pitches. He also has a slider and forkball to go with that. And then a poor changeup uh, that never really developed. Uh, so he entered the league as a college player. He was 22 years old. Uh, and in that first year, he pitched in rookie ball, where he pitched 66 innings. He had an ERA, play, ERA plus of 98. Uh, and he sat around... Uh, one war so uh, he definitely did it you know completely knock you know the competition out at rookie ball which you know some would say he was kind of maybe uh, you know at 22 years old was should have probably definitely as the number one overall pick did pretty well um, the biggest thing that I noticed when I looked at that year is you know he was able to, to strike out a lot of batters he was around um, 8k per 9 but he really struggled with control he had about a 6.1 bat a ball per nine so um, he definitely had issues walking batters um, and then from that his second year he jumped all the way up to triple a so maybe not the most ideal progression for a pitcher um, that kind of needs to develop to go from rookie ball to triple a um, I don't know if that contributed to it but it definitely probably wasn't super helpful in that second year he pitched 104 145 innings pitched um, and he had 0.6 war um, the, the level might have been a little too high for him, like I mentioned. Um, he His K per 9 went all the way down to 3.4, and that's kind of going to be his his go-to as if you look at his ratings. He's kind of a swing-and-a-miss type guy. His stuff is um, ratings-wise higher than his, his control. So he's, you know, you're going to get some walks, but you're hoping for some K per 9. He didn't do that in AAA, so definitely the wasn't quite developed for that level. Um, and then in 2021, Palmetto thought maybe we'll try them, uh, try them at the PBA level. He only pitched 16 innings, um, and if, as you can imagine, did not pitch well. Um, he had an 85 ERA plus, so um, and his his bat a ball per nine exceeded his K per nine. It was not quite, uh, it wasn't a good experiment. Uh, 
Um, if we look into um, you know his in 2022, um, he was actually released by Palmetto, which I thought was was quite interesting. Um, I would imagine a player of that caliber would have had at least some some trade interest, but he was just full on cut by Palmetto. And then in 2023, he kind of received a uh, a change of scenery. Um, he uh, was signed by Cologne Cologne Doms um, for seven years and for a contract of 59 million. So a pretty nice contract. Uh, definitely kind of got a nice payday. Um, and in those three years, these were the three best years of his career as I look at it. Was was in Cologne um, for you know kind of how his career progressed. He wasn't you know a super super good pitcher, but he did end up pitching 101 games for Cologne over the uh, 2023 to 2025 season. Um, 444 innings pitched. Um, he had around a accumulated a 4.7 WAR. Um, you know he's probably was a good 3.45 you know pitcher for them at that time. Um, uh, one of the seasons he did you know break 200 innings pitched um his k per nine was around that five to six k per nine but you know he's pitching quite a bit of innings i wouldn't expect that to be too high his walks per nine you know again you know is not going to be great but they weren't you know hovering around four like previously so he definitely kind of had his his best three years um in cologne and then from there, he was actually traded to Dublin. So he was packaged in a deal for Greg Copeland, a relief pitcher, I believe, and then Kelly Tobias, um, which I believe is maybe also a relief pitcher. I know Kelly, I think, is also on Deb Dublin currently and actually had a nice year last year. Uh, and then Cologne got a catcher, Jorge Morales, who uh, more or less just retired after two seasons in single A and double A. Um, so it sounds like it was more or less dumping off the, the contract towards Dublin's way. Um, he was released by Dublin a year from today uh, from the game file. So in 2020, in the offseason, Dublin cut ties with him. And then Salem signed him for with the minor league deal um, for the 2029 season. Uh, he pitched between AAA and PBA, kind of a 50-50 split, 69 innings in AAA, 92 uh, in PBA. Um, he pitched well in AAA. He was actually pitched um, 134 ERA plus, had almost a one ERA in those 70 innings. So, you know, it, it was he, he seemed to maybe be you know producing enough to get call, the call up from um, Salem. He did okay um, in his 90 innings um, last year. Um, you know, probably a back end of the rotation guy, maybe even, even in potentially some relief pitching appearances, but uh, definitely nothing currently. Um, he's actually a free agent right now. He's 31 years old, um, still looking for a squad. He's commanded $1.5 million. Um, I definitely think the, the light is at the end of the tunnel um, for Tim Robinson in terms of career-wise. It'll be interesting to see if he, he does find something in the minors, but... Um, it's looking closer and closer towards uh, potential retirement if he doesn't get picked up or if he just gets dumped in someone's AAA team. But uh, that, that kind of does it for Tim Robinson. All right, so now we'll, we'll go into the second player um, for this episode, and that is Danny Ramirez. I feel like uh, you know enough people probably know about him. He's a shortstop currently on the Orlando Whoppers, um, someone that has been around the league for quite some time. Um, so... Hopefully we can add some insight for, for Danny Ramirez. So uh, Danny was in the inaugural draft, um, and he was selected 
uh, in round two, pick 10. So he was the 34th overall pick by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he is currently, uh, you know, a shortstop. Um, he um, has, you know, just right from the get-go, he was, you know, when he initially was in the inaugural draft, he was 24 years of age. Um, he had a, a really good year, too. He, um, in 2019, had a 4.4 war. Um, he followed that up in 2020 with 5.7 war, which was his best, uh, best you know, year um, offensively. Uh, he led the league in, in that year in at-bats, uh, 673. Uh, he also, for his career, um, he hit 203 hits, so he's a hitting machine. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have a, a ton of power, but for a shortstop, you'll take it. He kind of hovers around that um, anywhere from like 16 to his career high, which is 21. Um, but he certainly, you know, he gets on base. Um, he is kind of above the, you know, the 100 OPS plus line in a lot of his seasons. Um, so he he's definitely, uh, you know, up there in terms of um, success as a kind of a career hitter. Um, he pitched for four years in Toronto. Uh, Toronto ended up extending a qualifying offer, uh, which he uh, either respectfully or didn't respectfully decline the qualifying, qualifying offer because he is a greedy player. Um, so entered free agency in 2023, uh, which I, you know, the Milwaukee Milken were also in that, so I, I kind of remember bidding for him. He was pricey. The uh, the Orlando uh, Whoppers ended up extending him a 10-year deal, uh, which amassed to 214 million dollars so uh definitely a hefty hefty contract um at that age he signed it when he was 28 years old so he's extended till he's 38 years old probably going to stay in orlando either that or just you know kind of eventually you know um evade out or get released but he's still you know semi-productive um in his initial Orlando years in 2023, you know, he posted a 4.2 war. The following year, he, you know, hit 4.1. Um, 2025, he was around 2.3 wars. OPS plus dropped below that 100, around 77. So you start to kind of see, um, similarly, his average, you know, dropped by uh, like 30 points. So that 2025 year, which was really his age 30 season, you really start to see that drop. And then every season after that, you start to kind of see, um, you know, that continual drop off. Last, uh, well, you know, 2027, so two years ago now, he did post a little over a one uh, war with a 91 OPS, so kind of a, you know, semi, um, you know, productive, you know, uh, productive, uh, year for him at 32 years old but last year he really struggled um he only played in 66 games he had a home run eight rbis um he hit 178 for an average um and he had a negative 0.6 war so he was you could throw um probably any of your triple a shortstops at this point into your lineups and you know they'd be producing probably a little bit more than than what he did last year so I definitely think we're kind of seeing the the uh the end of the you know his career he might have a few 
a uh, few more seasons left in them. I bet you if you asked the Orlando, Orlando GM, they would probably uh, hope for that, um, considering his contract. But overall, career-wise, he's been a really good hitter. He uh, so far has had a 30 WAR. If we look up his uh, his player page uh, for leaderboards for shortstops, um, you know, granted he's been in the league since the start, so you take that into consideration. But he's He's up there in everything. He's top 10 in slugging percentage, in OPS. He's second in war behind Edwin Gasca, um, who is at 56. So, you know, when we're looking at shortstops, um, you know, especially in that initial start, uh, Danny Ramirez is right there. Um, you know, I keep, I'm looking at it, all of his top 10s, and, and he... He's like I said, he's a hitting machine. He's also second in all-time hits for shortstops at uh, almost 1,400. Um, he he hits, you know, he's number one in doubles, um, kind of by a decent margin, by like 60 doubles. Um, triples are up there as well. As he's number one in triples. So you know, a guy with a really good bat. His defense, you know, uh, he's not you know really a liability at defense. Um, if I'm looking at his, his shortstop, which he's played even some second base, but primarily been a shortstop. He's played a thousand games at that position, almost 10,000 innings. Um, he his own rating is 62, uh, and his efficiency is over a thousand. So definitely, you know, a guy that you would plug in at shortstop. Um, like I said, he can also move over to second base, pitch and just play just fine. Um, he's played 228 games there. Um, efficiency over a thousand a 23 range so you know a really solid bat in the middle with solid defense um daniel ramirez is someone that will eventually hit that hall of fame bat uh ballot we'll see uh kind of where that eventually goes down the line but um you know definitely someone that um will be in the record book books for for quite some times in, in terms of short stops so uh, with that, I just want to thank you for listening, and again, you know, welcome and all feedback. If there's a player that you want me to talk about, shoot it my way. Thanks, everyone.